Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Okay, well, welcome back to Wisdom and Stuff Podcast. This is Daryl Boucher, and I'm with Amy again. This is Hello. part two. Hello, Amy. And we are getting to part two again of just kind of the steps, uh, practical steps of stewardship. Um, and uh, and like I said, we're not gonna, not necessarily rehashing some of the stuff we've already talked about, but we're getting into um, kind of more addressing on more of a practical level what uh, what keeps people from from walking in the stewardship. And, and what we're getting into at the end of last, um, last time's podcast was uh, just... Uh, asking God what our role is in every situation. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think this is a vital thing because number one, uh, we have to, when we are asking God, I mean, this is, this is just a simple thing where we're just walking in and as when we ask God what our role is, that is a mark of identification where we are identifying that our role is not a victim anymore. Yeah. And our, and our role is not a, a, an observer. Yeah. You know, our role is a steward. Mm. And so we adjust our attitude toward it and say, okay, I know I'm a steward. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know what. Awesome. I know that the kingdom, is, I know ultimately that I am only here to carry the kingdom into the situation. Yeah. Now, I am I am not the one who gets to dictate even how that looks. Yeah, that's good. I don't get to dictate that. See, sometimes our, our prayers get frustrated because we put too much control on our prayers. Our mm-hmm. prayers become control agents. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, oh God, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, None of that had faith, number yeah. one. None of that had identity. That was just a list of orders. Yep. And so we're trying to control the situation instead of letting God actually do the, his highest and That's his cool. best. Mm-hmm. And when you look in, when you look in Jesus' life, obviously, you know, you know, he walked around. and He only did what he saw the Father do. And there was a lot of things that he did in a way I would have never done. And the result was a result I would have never ever expected that to be the highest way. And there's been a lot of times when I've been in prayer where the Lord says, hey, pray this way. And I'm like, nah, I don't even know why you'd want me to pray mm-hmm. that way, but I will. You know, and uh, and it's because he's omniscient and mm-hmm. I am not. And so yeah. uh, so for me to take on the role of a steward or like we're talking about an ambassador, an ambassador is not there as a rogue agent. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not there doing their own agenda. That's good. They're there only for a representation and an accurate, a faithful representation of the country they came from. That's good. Faithful representation. Nice, yeah. They are there to say what their country says, wow. represent their country. They are not there just to get their will done. <sighs> their so will good. goes by the wayside the yep. moment they become an ambassador. Nice. And so um, so they have no, they literally, in, in a weird way, you could put it this way, it's like the moment, they, the moment an ambassador steps out of the will of their country and into their own will is the moment they step out of their authority given to them hmm. because the authority was given from their country, hmm. not because they're there. Wow. The, 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 their presence in that country doesn't give them authority. Their presence, the, the, their yieldedness to the country they came from gives them their authority. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, you know, the, it's not just because they're there. It's like, Hey, their, their presence there doesn't naturally give them authority. It's the fact that they are walking in submission to the country they came from. Mm-hmm. And that's where their authority lies. And so we have to understand our authority comes from the author. God. God's yeah. the author of all things. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. You know, I am not the author, and therefore none of my authority comes from me. Yeah. It comes from him. And so my authority gets gets expressed when I'm in communion with him. But yeah. but when when we're when we're coming up to a situation, we're like, okay, you know, 
what is my role in this situation? That's when we need to get quiet before the Lord and abandon our assumptions mm. because that's where your faith will get frustrated. You come into to, to prayer with assumptions. Mm. Um, and uh, you're, you're setting yourself up for disappointment because you don't know. You know the, the word says in Romans chapter 8, we do not know how to pray for as we ought. Right. right? It doesn't say sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. There's mm-hmm. no asterisk on that mm-hmm. that says, you know, most of the time we do, but then when we when we run out of things to pray, then we pray in tongues. It doesn't say that. <laughs> right? It literally just says <laughs> we don't know how to pray as yeah. we are, ever. Wow. And so I come into every situation saying, I only want the Father's heart to, to be manifest here in the kingdom to come into the earth, mm-hmm. and I don't even know what that's supposed to look like. Yep. And as a as a steward, I have to spend that time with my Father, and... and you know, there's a few few facets to this, but it, it, we have to keep it super simple um, in a very practical way to say, okay, something needs to be done over here. What is my role? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that role will be, will we'll have more of a physical aspect to it. Mm-hmm. You know, he might literally say, I want you to go do this and this and this and this. He'll give you like five things to yeah. do. Yeah. And that's, th- there's no less faith in that. Yeah, that's good. You know, because yes. obedience is faith. Yep. And so, so relationship is faith. And so, so there's no less faith in me doing these natural things as, as just, you know, speaking and commanding. There's no less faith. Yeah. From your couch, like in your living room. Right. It's the same amount of faith and and the same amount of effectiveness that's going to happen for that situation. Mm -hmm. That's a need, whether it's in your living room on your couch. Right. Speaking the word or whether it's actually physically going there to meet the need. Right. To meet the need. Yeah. I mean, he could. Mm -hmm. And like I said, if you look through Jesus' life, he had the disciples, he... Literally, I mean, there there could have been. It's so funny. I, just go through and read the the obviously read the New Testament, read the whole Bible. Yeah. That's a good plan. <laughs> hmm. But uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I think but, I will. Uh, but how God does this is like He has people do different things different ways. Yep. Every situation is different. Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously, there's times when Jesus, you know, He spoke. Uh, you know, He 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 spoke to the centurion, and uh, and the centurion is like, hey. You know, my, my, my servant needs healed. And he's like, I will come and heal him. And he's like, nope, I'm not even worthy. And and he goes, you speak the word only, my servant will be healed. And so Jesus speaks, the servant's healed. And then you have, <laughs> then you have, um, you know, the, the, the blind man that Jesus, you know, puts the spittle in his eyes and says, go across town mm-hmm. and wash in the pool of Siloam. What the stink? Why? You know, well, yeah. well there was a different, there was a different role. Mm-hmm. The centurion had one role. That was to hear the word, believe the word, you know, and, and even the nobleman, the nobleman comes and says, Jesus, come to my house and heal my son. Yeah. And Jesus says, I won't. Yeah. Not doing it. He's willing to go to the centurion's house, not willing to go to the nobleman's house. He goes, nope, I'm going to speak the word right (laughs) now and you're going to believe it. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And so, (laughs) and so it says the nobleman walked away. Now the nobleman's prayer was that Jesus would come and heal his son. Yeah. That was the nobleman's prayer. Wow. That wasn't the highest way. Wow. So, you know, and, and it's just like, you know, obviously in the Old Testament, Naaman, you know, and the, the Syrian, you know, who is a leper, and he's going, you know, to the prophet. And, uh, and you know, he, he expects the prophet to come out and, and have this because, you know, here he is. He's a noble man. He's, he's whatever. And then the, the prophet doesn't even come out of his house. The prophet <laughs> sends his servant and says, go tell Naaman yeah. to go dip in the Jordan seven times and you'll be healed. Right. And Naaman gets offended. Mm-hmm. He goes, don't, he, doesn't he know who I am? Right. He doesn't even come out of his house. 
Do you understand? I mean, I love this because the plan of God will it will purposely offend you. Oh, yeah. It will offend your senses. It will offend the way you think it needs to be oh, done. Yeah. It will offend your religion. It will offend your theology. It will offend your doctrine. Yep. It will offend all of it, trying to get you into relationship. That's so good. And it's not just so that God can prove that he's God. Yeah. Because he's trying to prove to you, you that you're your your partners with him that's right in a higher way than you think and so mm-hmm. so when we when we come and we say what's my role yeah <laughs> leave assumptions aside and just begin to say okay I love that. I will do anything. I will do it all. I'll, if I have to go and physically manual do something, I'll do it. Or if you tell me to do nothing. There's times yep. I remember, like, I've mm-hmm. told you about, like uh, when, when Rachel and I were about to move from Seaside to, to Eugene. And, um, and you know, uh, we were, uh, th- that summer, we had a lot going on. We were very busy. But we were doing a lot. I mean, we were sowing a lot, reaping a lot. I mean, there was just like a lot of financial things, sowing and reaping and flowing and going in and out and all this other stuff. And it was a fun, fun summer uh, that way. We were learning a lot about it and um and so i remember i was in prayer and i said okay i need to uh we're moving you know in a month or whatever and i said I, we're gonna need a, a truck and we're gonna need gas in that truck mm-hmm. i said that out of my mouth in my living room in prayer mm-hmm. I said lord we're gonna need a truck we're gonna need, we're gonna need mm-hmm. fuel fuel in that truck i said okay lord so what do you want me to do you want me to uh you want me to to, to sow you want me to sow, sow a seed for that you want what do you want me to do and uh and literally here's what he said he goes nothing at all oh man I go, but I can, I, you know, I can sow a seed. I mean, that's like, the, see, at that level, that was like the highest faith I could have because I wasn't just going and making it happen. I was sowing a seed. I was doing this very spiritual act. Yeah. I was going to sow a seed yep. and believe that God was going to meet the need. And God goes, nope, mm-hmm. don't sow a seed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but I understand sowing and reaping. I understand this how it works. And I've been doing this all summer and we've been seeing such tremendous results from sowing and reaping. We've been seeing all kinds of things happen. And God's like, nope. And he literally said, he goes, I've already got it taken care of. Oh, yeah. And I go, but but what do you want me to do? Right. He goes, nothing. Yep. And I go, but what do you want me to do? And he goes, I, I want you to just do nothing. That put more, that just put a demand on me like like nothing else. Yeah. Because now I had to freely receive. Yep. Without doing anything. Mm-hmm. And now, like I said, I didn't just come up with that. That wasn't like I woke up one day saying, I'm going to do nothing. Mm-hmm. I got that from my father. That's right. So if somebody hears me say this, yeah, and they they think, well, look, you know, Brother Daryl did nothing, and so I'm going to do nothing. Yeah, you'd be in error. You'd be That's in rebellion. Right. Yeah, you go to your father. Mm-hmm. You ask him, mm-hmm. and uh, and now, you know, he told me to do nothing. And so here it was, like I don't know, if it was a week later, a week and a half, two weeks. I don't remember what it was, but we're sitting in church, and um, Pastor Tolbert, you know, um, we hadn't talked about anything. You know, we he knew we were moving, but we hadn't talked about it yet or whatever. And um, we're just sitting in church, you know, whatever. And out of the blue, he goes, he goes, you know, he goes. Brother Daryl and Rachel, they're moving. And they're going to need a truck, and they're going to need gas in that truck. So we're going to take up an offering for them. Nice. And, right. <laughs> I mean, he word for word, exactly yeah. what I said in prayer. He goes, yep. they're going to need a truck, and they're going to need gas in that That's truck. That's awesome. And I'm like, God, you're so cool. That's awesome. See, God had already spoken to him whenever, yep. and God already had taken care of. But I, but my role was nothing. My, my role was to rest in what God had already done. And there's other times God has me speak. There's other times God has me sow. And there's other times that God has... But see, I can't, I can't take my experience and form it into doctrine. Yeah. I, my relationship was that's defined good. what I do. Yep. Not my experience. And you can see that all throughout the Word. All through the Word, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, and, but that, that's one of the biggest errors people get into is they use either their own experience or yep. somebody else's experience and they form it into doctrine. Yeah. And so they try to reproduce an experience. Yes. And that's religion again. Yep. That's all that is. And so so it's like, no, well, go to God. Ask him what to do. And and be confident that you hear from God. Yeah. 
You don't need to have, you know, when I was in my living room, I didn't levitate and have Darth Vader voice. <laughs> right. You know, it right. wasn't like this booming, mm-hmm. you know, burning bush moment mm-hmm. where he's like, do nothing. Yeah. I am your father, the great right. I am. You know, it was like still small voice. Don't yes, do anything. Exactly. Okay. You know, and with ahead. that, um, I do know that a lot of people struggle, including myself sometimes, uh, wondering what the will of God is for me to do in that moment. And like mm-hmm. you were just saying, it's just still a small voice. Yeah. It's what you have peace about doing. Yeah. And so we're trying to find our role. And so, you know, sometimes I think we could get worked up about like, well, I think I'm supposed to go so, or mm-hmm. I think I'm supposed to stay home, or I think I'm supposed to do nothing. Yeah. But they're afraid almost to step out and do the thing that is in their heart because they're afraid it's the wrong thing. Right. So I definitely want to like address that too, is that, we can kind of get caught up in what the wrong thing is and really yeah. shy away from even stepping out in the first place because we're so afraid of not doing the will of God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. And especially, you know, if you've heard, I don't know, just over the years, you know, heard so much teaching about the will of God yeah. and how it's like oh, almost man. like there's so much condemnation yes. tied to it and fear. I know. It's like, good night. You <laughs> know, like, it's like, I, there was a time I wasn't afraid right. <laughs> of, yeah. of um, like not doing the will of God and now right. I'm very, I'm like hyper conscious of it. Right, yeah. And I'm right. like, ah, I don't right. know. But yeah. there was a time I never Never was aware of that at all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, little kids don't have that issue. <laughs> they don't have that you issue. Know? They don't have that issue with their parents. They're just like, eh, yeah, yeah. Well, why just going here? You know, and uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and so, you know, God does want us to have childlike faith. Yeah. You know, where where we're just pretty carefree. You know, it's like He wants us to be carefree. It says, don't be anxious for anything. Yeah. Uh, and so. So with that, like when we're asking what God's role is, you know, and I've, I've, over the years I've had to come to this point where it's like I know that my first nature is to hear the voice of God. That's good. I, I, you know, and, and it came, you know, I've, I've said this before where this was a long time ago, years and years and years ago, I was watching, um, uh, well, it was around the same time as that movie, The March of the Penguins came out. I don't know if you remember this, but anyway, <laughs> March of the Penguins. Uh, yeah, you're too young for all that stuff. Uh, but, um. It was basically a movie about penguins and they march, and uh-huh. so, uh, uh-huh. uh, and so, yeah, a genius title. <laughs> but uh, no, they. Um, but I, I was not watching that, but I was watching a documentary about penguins, and um, and so. Um, of course. Uh, yeah. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> and so I was watching this documentary about penguins, and uh, and you know they show these whatever hundred thousand penguins, <laughs> you know, in Antarctica, and uh, and they're all doing whatever they're doing, and um, and then they're talking about moms and babies and everything else. Yeah. Like, and the mom has to go, and and you know, all these moms go fishing, and then they all come back, and their babies are all there, being watched by a few other moms. But there's like a hundred thousand babies, or whatever there is, twenty thousand babies, yeah. and they all look identical. Yeah. And the moms come up, and they all look identical. You know, because they're all penguins. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and they're and so I know and so I'm watching this and they're like yeah but the thing is that these moms they come up and they start squawking and they start squawking <laughs> and even though they look and they, to me they all sound identical you know they're just a bunch of penguins but the babies they they know the mom's voice That's and great. so they just like they go right over to their mom and uh, and I'm watching that and um, <laughs> and I'm like. And of course, the you know the the narrator is going, and instinctively the baby penguin knows the sound of the mom's mm-hmm. voice, and he's doing it in a British accent, so he sounds very very informative, <laughs> and so so he's doing all this, and so I'm I'm watching this, and and I hear the voice of the Lord say, He said, "Yeah, most people have more faith in penguins than in me." Oh man. Because Ouch. I know because he goes because <laughs> he was right. He, see, people will believe that. Yeah, they'll believe so that that penguin true. can hear the voice of his mom amongst they, twenty thousand yeah, penguins. Right, <laughs> they all look identical, but they don't believe that we can hear the voice of our father, who's on the inside of us. Yeah, who's on the inside of us, who made us to, to, mm. to hear his voice, he gave us his nature. Yeah, gave, gave us gave us his DNA and everything. And so, yeah, that's that's when I really I I remember you know he said that to me and I was like, wow, we have got to place more faith 
in his ability to speak to us That's than right. our ability to hear him. That is so right. And know that it's our nature to hear him and, mm-hmm. and receive from him. And he wants us to walk in such confidence. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like what you're talking about, the parable of the talents, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, well, yeah, the the one who was the, the or the two that were the, the good and faithful stewards were the ones who had increase, right? Yeah. And they were the two that didn't walk in fear. Mm-hmm. The one that walked in fear said, I was afraid, therefore I put my talent on the ground. Yeah. And so he went into a maintenance mode. He didn't lose what he had. You know, he actually maintained what he had, mm-hmm. but he went into maintenance mode through fear. Yeah. And so, so here God's saying, no, the good and faithful steward, they, 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 they earned obviously not earned, but they traded, they bought and they sold. And so they got, uh, they got an increase from that, but they did it because they were bold. Yep. And they were mm-hmm. bold enough when when the the master wasn't even around yeah. to act like the master acts. Yeah. And to say they've seen the master go into town lots of times and mm-hmm. buy and sell. Not one time did they ever see the master take money and put it in the dirt. Yeah. And so That's right. So we we simply just have to realize, okay, when when God when when we go to him and say, Okay, what's our role? Don't be so afraid about getting it wrong. Yeah, exactly. He would rather me be boldly wrong yeah. than fearfully maintenance minded. Yep. And and be like, nope, I'm going to be bold about and that, this. And that that is um, expressed in the parable yeah. of where the master gives uh, the servants the talents. Right. Right. I right. mean, I mean exactly what you're saying. He would rather them take a risk and yeah. have courage right. to lose yeah. what they were given in the first place, mm-hmm. in hopes that they're going to increase it, than yeah. to preserve it yeah. and to maintain it. Yeah. And so that's uh, there, there's a boldness that comes, um, you know, just just you know, in our understanding of God's nature in us, where it's like, oh man, he he has got me set up to succeed. Yeah, he literally has already set it up. He's already seen that's every good. day before I've ever I've ever lived on this yeah. earth, and he has he has me set up to that's succeed. That's so good. He just, I mean, really, I mean, the 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 in in the in the parable of the talents, um, you know, the goal of the master was to promote them. Yeah. At the end of it. Mm-hmm. His whole heart was promotion. That's awesome. That was his whole heart. Mm. But he said, the only way I can promote them is if I can activate what's in their heart. Man. And so so his heart, he goes, awesome. how am I going to activate it? I'm going to give them something that they can invest with. Wow. And they can be bold with. And here we are with our talents and our yeah. heart just so afraid to step out. Yes. And God, right. the whole time, it's just an invitation yeah. to <laughs> partner with him. He's yeah. like, just I'm just going to see yeah. what you can do with this. Yeah. That way I can take you farther. Yeah. And here we are just so shy about it. Yeah. And we, we just want to preserve it and maintain it. And don't let it go. Don't let it get lost. Yeah. And, and here he's just like, do it. Right. He's like, just do it. And he's cheering us on and he wants us to go and he wants us to succeed. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, do whatever you want with this except for maintain it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Just don't maintain just, it. Just don't maintain yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I found personally in my life when it comes to the will of God for me, most of the time, just like, I guess you could kind of say it's like a parent and child relationship because it is. But most of the time it's like, most things are okay. Mm-hmm. Most things I do, God doesn't really care yeah. um, that much uh, whether I get it right or wrong. It's it's when I know when it's wrong. Right. It's like exactly I, the right. 99% <laughs> of the things I do throughout my day yeah. are okay in his eyes. Yeah. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not fighting him or resisting yeah. him or, or preserving something. It's like most of the things are just okay. He's okay with me making a decision to mm-hmm. do A, B, and C or to go right instead of left or to take mm-hmm. another job or to move to another place. It's like all of that seems to be okay with him. When I consult him about yeah. a big decision, most of the time he's leaning in toward me and saying, yeah, what do you want to do? Right. What do you want to do? Right. And then there are the times when I, he says, no. Yeah. Don't do that. And that's the voice I recognize oh, really yeah. well. Yeah, 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 and yeah, it's like right. the most of the time <laughs> the things that I bring to God are okay. And so when it comes to finding your role in a situation and um 
and identifying as a steward over a situation. And we ask God, what's my next step? And what do I do? What, what part do I play? Most of the time? Yeah. You do want to like become sensitive to his voice and know exactly what he wants you to do, but you know, when he's reining you in, right? Otherwise, otherwise what you step out and do is usually okay. Unless you get a big no, (laughs) it's like, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's very true. The no's are easy. Yeah. The nose are the easy. The are too easy. I mean, the nose are like, you know, this is not even, <laughs> uh, you know, you know. And, and, and I mean, I, how many times have I heard that no and gone past the no? Oh, yeah. You know, and it's like, and I, the way I usually liken it to is like, you know, for, you, you, you know, when, you, when you're being led by peace or the, you know, whatever, green flag, red flag, green light, red light, however you want to yeah. say it, there, there's a feeling about the no. Sometimes it's an audible no where it's like, uh, that's that's dad yeah. s- speaking from the dad voice. <laughs> that's a little different, you know. That's a different no. That's just like no, yeah. you know. But then there's a, the times when you're like you're, you're being led by peace and you f- you you feel the uneasiness yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's uh, uh, you know it's kind of a gross gross way to put it, but that's kind of how it's always felt to me. It's like it's like when you you're barefoot and you step in manure. Yeah. You know, there's something awful it's about not it. good it's, just, uh, it's like you feel that squish between your toes mm-hmm. and you're like you know mm-hmm. and you're like Ugh. yeah not the dad I, voice but it's not the dad voice but it's not you're cool like, mm. you know you just stepped in something you ought not be stepping in <laughs> and uh and so something's not right about that and so you should change direction well, yeah that's all it is that's all it is and, and it's like you know he doesn't want us to be led with this fear of consequence yeah uh he, he you know the, the, the funny thing is like you know because years ago you know and i I've obviously I've pursued the, the will of God uh, ever since I've been saved. Um, but you know, one of the biggest um, issues is, um, and we got a couple minutes, we can wrap it up. But uh, <laughs> one of the biggest issues is people just, they'll say, well, I just don't, you know, I don't know if that's me or if that's God. You yeah. know, I don't know if that, if that's just my own thoughts or if that's God's voice, you know, and that's a, that's everybody has that, yep. you know, that's you, you. Congratulations. You're in the body yep, of Christ, you know? Sure. Um, and like I said, you, there are times when you hear the, the uh, you know the this this the the dad voice, but most of the time there's that place where you're like, uh, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not quite sure, but you want to be right, you don't want to do what's wrong, you 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 love God, uh, but there but he wants us to walk in confidence, and so uh, the, the the verse that really helped me over the years or just years ago that I came to, and I, I love the word of God. It says, um, and this is Hebrews 4.12, obviously a very, very familiar verse, but it says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts mm. and the intents of the heart. It's perfect. It's perfect because he says the problem is we don't know whether it's our soul or our spirit. Yeah. We don't know that. God's speaking through my spirit, but my soul can have its voice. And so I don't know, whether was that me or was that God? Yeah. Was it my soul or was it my spirit? Was And here it says, it's a discern between the thoughts, that's my mind, and the intents of my heart. Yeah. That's where God's speaking. That's good. And so he says here, though, that the word of God does this. Yes. The word of God is the only thing that can do it. Such good. And, and so this word. is when I, years ago when I got a hold of that verse, I was like, oh my God, there's so much confidence in that, that when I'm in the word and I'm allowing my life to just be governed by the word every day, that that discerner is there. Yeah, that's it's already so in place. Good. He yep. already gave me a discerner mm-hmm. called the word. Yep. And, it, and it's like, as I'm, as I'm, the problem is when people, they go, well, I'm just being led by my heart. I'm being led by peace. That's fine. If you're in the word. That's good. If you're not in the word, then your compass is wrong. That's so good. You know, I just led my heart. No, wait a minute. Yeah. The word also says the heart is deceitful above all things. Wow. So if your heart is not tied to the word, it's deceiving you. And so don't don't just say, well, I'm just being led by my heart. 
If you're in the Word, that's fine. But if you're not, then your compass is pointing the wrong way, and and your your heart will lead you astray. But here it says, if I'm in the Word and I have a relationship with the Word of God, then I have a discerner built in Man. to show me what my thoughts between my thoughts and the intents of my heart between the soul and the spirit. And then I, once I got that, I was like, oh, this is easy. I know. That's good. And and I began to to exercise that muscle. Yeah. With confidence. Yep. Going, okay, I know, Father. And so I'm just going to go this way. I'm going to do it with boldness and confidence. And if you need me to turn, I'll turn. I'll turn on a dime. I will be quick to change. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to do everything with confidence. Mm -hmm. And so I will go 100% this way with everything in me. I'm not going to be timid. I'm not going to be, you know, whatever reserved about it. I'm going to 100% this way. And if you tell me to turn, I'll turn and I'll go 100% that way mm -hmm. <laughs> with no shame. Yep. Okay, right. I missed that's it. Right. Now right. I'm going right. That's right. Here we go. And, yep. uh, and that's, that's, so you, that, that's how we're supposed to live. And uh, he, he just doesn't <laughs> want me to live in this stupid, timid thing going, I just don't that's know right. what the will of God is. Okay, well, don't don't act like he's less than a penguin. You know, he... <laughs> <laughs> you summed that up very well. That's easy. You know, he's bigger <laughs> so than a penguin. there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, okay, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you just for this time. We thank you once again just for teaching us, guiding us to be confident about stewardship, be confident, Lord God, about how to just literally be conduits of heaven and the earth. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.